And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Thick and thin. If I roll them both up and let go, which one do you think will unroll fastest? Think about it. All right, you got your answer? Let's see if you're right. Three, two, one. Hey, what do you know? It's a tie. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to another No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. Today's episode brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer, made with real vodka, real seltzer, and real juice. It's Neutral, the one with the umlaut. It's Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets, here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Speaking of classics, happy World Baseball Classic to those who celebrate. <laughs> Next to Tassie, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo! Hey, yo! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, JD. Hello! There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up, comment away, subscribe to No Dunks. Get any and all of your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Hoodies, t-shirts, hats, mugs, we got it all. And tune in tonight to ESPN+. Plus at 7 p.m. Eastern to see these two studs, Tass and TK, doing some sideline reporter work for the G League game between the Skyhawks and the Ignite. Yes, Scoot Henderson here in Atlanta. Um, and we also have a nice uh, donation link included in the show notes if you want to send some kids to some G League games. You can help out by clicking on that link. You guys pumped for tonight? Absolutely. We're pumped. We were down there yesterday doing a little filming beforehand and okay. it was great to be out there on the court scoot wasn't there uh <laughs> not yet no. but but some of our skyhawks friends were we got some filming in with tyson Etienne that you'll see tonight it was a blast it was a blast we'll throw out some footage oh for I sure oh yeah oh yeah tickets still available tonight too come on down if you're in the atlanta area we got a back-to-back with the g league back-to-back jacks yeah so every game's important here for the skyhawks one game out of the playoffs right eight games remain four home games Setting the scene for you. Yeah, All right. If you want to send some kids to one of those home games, hit the link. You'll see the, link, the link everywhere. The link. $20 donation sends two children to a G League home game. Come awesome. Out. All right. Well, good luck tonight, guys. We'll be watching, of course. We'll talk about it on tomorrow's podcast. But we got some games to break down, some big storylines. We'll start with Embiid scoring 39 again. No James Harden in this one. Didn't matter. 76ers beat the Wolves 117 to 94. This was our featured game. On playback. Thanks to everybody that joined us last night as we uh, bounced around the association. But what were your takeaways from another monster and bead game here and the Sixers continuing to win? Uh, the schedule loss, they say, no thank you. <laughs> Five game road trip here. They went four and one in a seven days, a back to back. A few of us figured Joel Embiid, who recently said that I should be sitting out weeks, as the doctors told me, he's coming and playing every single night back to back. Yeah, 40-plus the night before, then 39. In a game where they got separation in the second quarter and then that third quarter where Embiid 
was a 22 in that quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, my goodness, the threes raining down, and it's it's funny how. Uh, Every star, every NBA player's got selective memory. Rudy Gobert said after the game, you know, he started hitting threes, then they took me out, and then then he really went off. He was just <laughs> he was going off all night, Rudy. Every every single play, it didn't matter. Uh, there, there's nothing else to say other than Maxi obviously helped out, you know, subbing in for James Harden who was sitting this one out. But really, it was an MVP performance by Joel Embiid. And it's, it's, sometimes it's as simple as that. The guy was just a monster. If he's banging home. F- going uh, four for four from three plus doing whatever he wants inside the lane. I mean, he is, he's serious. He's serious about this, this MVP track. Even if he does, if he claims he doesn't want to be, as he told Chris Haynes after the game, he wants it. He, he definitely <laughs> wants it. And he's showing it by playing almost every single night and every single game here, even during a tough sled where he says he's injured. <laughs> yeah. That was just a dominant performance by Embiid on one side. Gobert, couldn't stop him. And Gobert still, even if he's taken a step back this season, a really good defender. Mm-hmm. And then offensively, Gobert had nothing for Embiid. He could not even really think about scoring after the first couple of minutes there. But we've talked a lot about the Sixers' schedule and how tough it's going to be for the last 15 games of the season, how much they're on the road, all the good teams they have to play. Maybe that's a silver lining because if Joel Embiid can find out a way to line up games against former award winners... He might win MVP because once he sees another big name on the schedule, he circles it and he wants to go out and dominate. And that's exactly what he did last night. I also think an important win for the Sixers after getting a no defense win against the Pacers to come back and really play solid defense uh, against the Timberwolves. Since January 1st, the Sixers are second in offense. Great. They score all the time, but only 20th in defense. Last night, though, they held the Timberwolves to 39.5% from the field, their lowest performance of the season. And Minnesota only scored 42 points in the paint. They're eighth in the league. They averaged 54 a game. And Bede was locking it down inside and yeah. then obviously dominant offensively as well. Yeah, he said four for four from deep. Also nine for nine at the line. He is now a perfect 28 for 28 from the free throw line over his last two games here. And Statitude says the only other center in NBA history to make at least 28 free throws without a miss over a span of two games is Moses Malone, who hit 30 over a two-game span in 1987. So, yeah, he's knocking those down at the line. He's next to unstoppable when he's hitting the three-pointer there. Yeah, Rudy. Rudy's like, I'll come out. I'll try to, but I can't come that far. We almost have to live with you shooting that. And uh, he was banging them 13 for 22 overall. They they ended the first half on a monster run and then pushed it up to, like, what did it get up to? A nearly 30-point lead. Uh, the, the Sixers did over the Wolves and, and, and ran away with this. And now that's their 19th road win this season, 19 and 12 on the road for the Sixers here. So two upcoming home games, and then you said it before, Tass, seven of their next eight on the road. But they have, like, the fourth best, you know, road record in the league. Uh, they're one of the elite teams on the road, so they're probably not too afraid uh, of going out there and having to string together some more wins to try to, you know, leap the Celtics or even somehow catch the Bucks there, who's – Creating a little bit of space at the top of these. Yeah, they they have four more losses than the Bucks, so it will be tough to catch yeah. them. There is some hope for them to catch the Celtics. Uh, they do have, as you said, just as an elite road record as those teams, which is really really impressive. Here, they just beat on this five game road trip the Heat. They snapped the Bucks sixteen game winning streak. That Pacers fun game <laughs> where they allowed one hundred forty three <laughs> points, and, and then the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have been playing solid enough. They had won three straight. 
the most impressive thing to me and why I always kind of question the Sixers team is that when they went up big in that second quarter, they got that fifth, they had that 15 0 run to go into halftime. They always take their foot off the pedal. Always. Mm. They always do. And they really crushed them in that third yeah. quarter. That was just a crushing, as you said, got up big and yeah, holding a, a, a Wolves team that doesn't have a great offense. Let's be honest. They, they kind of win with defense. They're sort of the opposite of the Sixers, but uh, in this game, um, they really couldn't get anything going, and Doc said it, and Trey said it. The points in the paint was where they, they stopped them, really. Let's spin that Embiid MVP-worthy performance into the MVP debate here, because uh, yesterday we had ESPN analysts Kendrick Perkins and J.J. Redick getting into a heated MVP debate uh, over racial bias on first take, I believe it was that uh, yes. the show they were on there yesterday <laughs> going nuts. Uh, and then this had Twitter popping off. Everybody sharing their opinions on uh, what the conversation those guys were getting into on first take, the MVP debate in general, has it gotten out of control? Uh, so we had to hear all of your opinions as well. Why not? We'll be the last ones to the dance here. Uh <laughs> But what do you think of you know either the the discussion Perk and JJ were having or just what's going on here with fifteen to twenty games left for your three front runners in Jokic, Embiid, and, and Giannis in the conversation? Heated is the right word. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's really getting heated right now. A lot of fights about basically everything except for what's happening on the basketball <laughs> court. I thought Kendrick Perkins actually made some really solid points, even if he didn't necessarily have the lightest touch when he was doing it. Sure. I do think there probably is a little bit of an implicit bias in advanced statistics and how much more they factor into MVP voting these days just because, you know, advanced stats, by and large, come from mostly white front offices, and that's kind of how they filtered down uh, into NBA media. You also look at the fact that Jokic likely is going to win his third MVP straight this season. That's an anomaly. Also won an MVP on a sixth seed last year. That's also an anomaly. But then with regards to this season, he's having his best season. He's the best offensive player on the best team in the Western Conference, and they're maybe the best offensive team in the league. So, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of hard to... I mean, Embiid is an MVP player this season as well. Giannis is an MVP player this season as well. But Jokic also deserves it this season, just like he has the past couple of seasons. The problem is he shouldn't have won last year. He shouldn't have. He was a sixth seed. But everybody gave it to him because he was better than his MVP season. I was personally honest. That being said, I don't know. I was happy to see JJ and Kendrick Perkins kind of squash the beef yeah. afterwards because I think they realized we probably took this a little overboard considering we're just talking about basketball awards maybe. Yeah, it was wonderful at the end of it. And uh, Molly Curram said, I wish we had a big group hug because they just <laughs> they just uh, yeah were uh, basically said, I, I, I like – uh, how Kendrick Perkins said, JJ, thank you for coming on and addressing the elephant in the room. And that's how they ended it. The first comment by Kendrick Perkins about Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, and Nikola Jokic being the only MVP winner since 1990 to be outside of the top 10 in scoring, essentially because they're white, was wrong. And the, and Nash, you know, let, let's look at what... What happened in, in these years? Nash revolutionized the game. Everybody's copying that offense. Dirk was on a 67-win team, and Jokic won that first one because he's just damn awesome. But the context isn't fun, right? <laughs> the pretext gets all the headlines. Context is for losers. Nobody wants nobody wants to actually look into what was going on there. Of course, there's bias. I think the biggest thing that's happening right now is a winner like Jokic, it is about the advanced stats. And that's just different than the way Kendrick Perkins is looking at it. It mm-hmm. used to be more about 
straight up storylines, straight up best player on the best team. Well, hold on, I, I they might be the, the best one. team though. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> of course, of course, yeah, that that yeah. that's a big part of it, uh, and. and yeah, there there is definitely the jump from the six seed to the one seed is different. Last year is is where you could have not given it to him. I get that. Uh, that's totally true. As far as this season goes, though, the more MB jumps in, the more I think that helps Yanis because there could be a a uh, an Embiid versus Jokic. Let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the rankings. Uh, default. Who's the best player in a series that you you bank on? Right. It's Yanis Antetokounmpo. Uh, so so I, I do think though that. The stats thing is kind of changing the way we look at MVP. Just all of the stats. For the for this for this particular year here, a guy winning three in a row is it's very rare, but it could be you know, unless we swing the pendulum back the other way, just best player on the best team. Uh and Jokic is not gonna be on the best team, most likely. He's gonna be the best team in the Western Conference. Yeah. Um I but, mean it's close. Yeah, it's a few games it's back. Not that far fetched. Three I, games back. I, yeah, you you said it. You slipped it in there. I mean, this this is definitely feels more heated this year, uh, for for a bunch of reasons. And it's okay, by the way, to acknowledge that racial bias exists, and Jokic could be to you still deserving of MVP. Those can both be true, absolutely. Uh, but it's the criteria used for MVP, and I think Kendrick was trying to make this point. The goalposts seem to get moved, and who is moving them? majority of white voters in this it feels like this is perkins saying this that can also be true and we just get into this what is mvp what does well, it mean yeah. to you the goal every change. year every the goalposts change for you for me for exactly. everybody just votes on what they want yeah your definition of most valuable but perkins he kicked off this specific argument last week when he said Jokic was stat padding i don't even think we addressed that comment on this podcast because that to me was like what are you talking about of any guy in the league, I think he's the opposite of stat padding. I don't know about that. Really? How? He never shoots. He, ne- okay. he never. Uh, I that think would, he, that, a stat padder would be someone that shoots. Disagree. He's stat padding his uh, his field goal that. percentages. Like he could take as many shots as Embiid if he wanted to, and he would shoot basically the same percentages as Embiid. He would start taking worse shots. But maybe he would if if we haven't seen that every time he gets a triple double, which means he's playmaking the way he plays and all that, they win. And if the whole point is to win, why wouldn't he continue to do uh, on 14 shots a game and obviously a ton of assists and take care of the board? That, that's the part I don't get. Uh, yeah, agree, that's not agree. stat padding. Oh, it's different ways. It's honestly different ways. The field goal percentage factor is huge into advanced stats and people talking about EFG and all this kind of stuff. If you want a guy who's a takeover player, it's not Jokic. But it could be. We see him take a ton of shots when it comes playoff time. He just doesn't do it during the regular season because that's not his style. What do you think about that? The, the stat padding call out from Perk that TK sees a little truth in that I, I was perplexed by. I don't think he's padding stats. I think that's how he sees winning basketball played. Now, I, I mean, I compared him. We, we discussed the only injection into this MVP conversation we really had was I, I did a little short comparing him to Steve Nash because Nash didn't want to shoot. Uh, Jokic shoots way more. And Nash, one of his biggest regrets is not shooting mm-hmm. as much. And he would have loved to, looking back, uh, be a little bit more Steffish. Uh, and when it comes down to the playoffs, that's where it will really bring true. Like if Jokic wants to win games, if he's going to shoot and lower that, that percentage, I, I just think he he knows how to win, and he just takes the shots when he needs to. It is great. Like he shoots like 
three to four shots a quarter. He doesn't shoot a ton. <laughs> it is wild, but they win. They're, they're in the first seed. Right. LeBron so, did it too. Like as LeBron got further and further into his career, specifically with the Heat, remember like he would stop taking three-pointers because it wasn't a good shot for him. He would only take them when they were wide open. He was working on being the most efficient player he could. That's what Jokic is doing too. It is good. I mean, being efficient is a good player, but look what Giannis did at the start of the season with Drew in and out of the lineup, Middleton missing a bunch of time. He had the biggest usage rate of his career and some of the worst numbers of his career. And we're saying, Mm -hmm. has Giannis fallen off? Can he not carry a team anymore? Jokic could definitely do more from a scoring perspective. What do you think about this tweet from HP Basketball, Matt Moore? He said, quote, Jokic literally not wanting to win the MVP is reason enough not to vote for him. I felt the same way about sixth man for Iguodala. If a player doesn't want it, don't vote for him. They should have the choice to opt out, and Jokic has made that desire clear. End quote uh, from, from Matt Moore there. That one caught me by surprise. Mm. Right? What do you think? <laughs> if a guy says... You don't want to fine. Give it to another guy. <laughs> I don't hate it, actually. <laughs> fine. I guess Jokic is sort of on record. I mean, a lot. I mean, I, he, I, he I, wants a part it. of it... He, he actually does want yes, it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it. a lot of these guys, like, the natural thing to say is, yeah, I don't I don't care about MVPs. I want to win games. I mean, that's that's the most cliche, like, sports answer across all sports of all time. And... and it should be in a weird way if you want to be like a leader and it's like it is about winning games but I'm with you TK like they want they want to win MVP especially if winning MVPs because of the stats you do helps your teams win games it goes hand in hand in hand but uh, what do you think if he doesn't want it just move off of him Tess don't give it to him <laughs> or now we're going to spite give it to him oh he doesn't want it <laughs> sure um, I, I don't know if he doesn't want it then yeah don't win so many games, I guess, is the problem. Uh, the, listen, if, if you want to just be uh, a basic best player on the best team, I mean, yeah, he's coming for it. I, I was wrong. I, he is a lot – they are a lot closer to the top. They're only one game back of the Bucks than I expected. But it's it's a fun debate to have because there is no definition. Best player on the best team is too simple, too boring. Um, but that would be Giannis Tetacumpo right now. He's third. Best player on the best team, it, it irks me, and here's why. If your team is 10 games clear of the next best team in the league, like if you're a 67-win team, well, like you said, the That's your criteria. Here, I know, I know. I'm just pointing this out. Like, But this best team, when the teams are like 52 wins and 51 wins and 50 wins, I mean, it's like you're not a clear-cut best team, in my opinion. You're all just good teams. Seriously, like well, that's your when you opinion. make the Dirk winning sixty-seven, that's like okay, that's an incredible amount of regular season wins, you know, and, and much better than the next team. That then I can sort of get behind, but like that, this like criteria gets thrown out the window to me when all these teams are basically the same record-wise. They're that, similar, uh, you know. They're going to end up at a, like a fifty-seven, fifty-eight win team, fifty-nine win team. Those are big numbers. Yeah, the narrative is way more fun. And honestly, Giannis and Jokic have very similar narratives that Middleton was has been out and has not been himself for a lot of the season. They've had lots of injuries, and Jokic, the same with Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter's been out for you know nearly half the season. So they've they've got fun stories, but I can understand. There's just this. It's it's the number one. It's the fatigue to vote a guy three years in a row. I think Perk kind of implied that as well. It's just it doesn't happen. 
Hasn't happened for a long time. Mm-hmm. Until now. Right. And he's <laughs> saying because sure he's white. Well, that suddenly we're like, well, where's the voter fatigue that we usually talk about? That That's, you know, and, and you, maybe a fair point from Perk there. Yeah. But the numbers but, and the way we look at numbers and the way voters look at numbers is changing. I mean, look, I'm guilty in preseason podcasts here going, there's no way this guy can win a third MVP unless there was an unless they have the best record in the league and he has a better year than he did the year before in terms of the numbers and, like I guess, averaging a triple-double, the efficiency. Like, and it just seemed far-fetched that that would be the case. But he's done it. And it He's would, done it. And, so, and I've, I think the pendulum is swinging from a guy who won on the sixth seed to a top seed. It's it's gonna go to somebody way higher in the standings. It's just hard to. It just doesn't happen very often. It's an anomaly that a guy won in the sixth seed. Westbrook did it. The next year after Westbrook did it, went to James Harden in a one seed. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a part of it as well. Voter fatigue for low seeds that exists. <laughs> uh, I think. One of my favorite tweets about this whole thing, Jay Caspian Kang, he says, quote, I think the NBA fan base does a good job with ranking players according to their relative greatness, and MVP awards are a factor, but they're not everything. So Jokic could win three MVPs, and if the Bucks win the title, let's say this year, there isn't a single person who will say Jokic is greater than Giannis. You know what I mean? He went on to say, I only bring this up because there seems to be some conflation between one three MVPs and current greatest player which Jokic basically needs to win the title to even be in that conversation. And he thinks, uh, Kang does, most fans, I imagine, feel this way. I agree with that. It's like how I felt about Steve Nash, too. The back-to-back MVPs, you could debate whether he deserved both of them. Probably not. There was cases for Shaq, for sure. And he is still, I think, correctly like ranked because he never won a title. Didn't go on to get the big one. Like that's and and so that that bumps you down in the you know grand scheme of things. And I think that's totally fine. He's back to back MVP winner. There's only what nine of them in NBA history, but that doesn't mean Steve Nash is the ninth greatest player of all time. <laughs> like far from it. It is my favorite player of all time. So I, I just thought that was a good point, but maybe that's too nuanced. I don't know. <laughs> it is wild. Oh man, what a debate. We keep going for hours. I know people have been going off in the stream team since we posted this show, uh, weighing in on the MVP discussion. Is it? We don't have a real vote, of course, but like, is it still up in the air to you? Oh yeah. Yeah. As to who will get this, to who? It all comes won? down to March twenty seventh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Giannis can't even. He can't even snatch this. I mean, I would like to think so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you're kind of widely agreed that you're the best player in the league and you're not winning MVPs, that is a little weirdo to me. Uh, but that's happened across uh, It all goes back every to Michael, generation Michael Jordan should have won six straight MVPs right. when he was playing, but they gave right. one to Barkley, they gave one to Malone because uh, of voter fatigue. But uh, I think uh, think that March 27th game, Sixers-Nuggets, that's a huge one. Huge, huge Big game. narrative game right that's there. It's right around the corner now. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, don't worry, we'll be talking more about the MVP race. Uh, and we'll be talking more about Nuggets when it comes to Tweet of the Night, not the not the basketball team. Food. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. A lot of them. Uh, Hope you don't have eating fatigue. I do not. I do not at all. I, do. I ate so many pistachios last night. I'm still full. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like, uh, not like crack them? pistachios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salt love, and pepper. Oh, I pistachios. love pistachios. Oh, so I was like, I'll have a couple of these. A couple thousand. <laughs> I was so many. Hey, what do you and do? You have to crack what do you one? do when you find a one that's a tough one to crack? You give go it, with your teeth, I or give it do one, you just put it aside? One try. <laughs> nope. Bing. Sorry. Charge it to the game. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to crack every one. 
Because oh yeah 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 yeah. Well, I mean, some of them the nut meat falls out on its own. Yeah, and that's just like uh, manna from heaven. <laughs> the nut meat. Uh-huh. I've never heard it called that. That's what, <laughs> that's what our friends show. Trader Joe's call them, right? That's right, buddy. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. It's on the package. Doesn't say that. I didn't know that. Joe. I didn't. Wow, know that. wild one. <laughs> All right, uh, Pau Gasol, guys. He became the twelfth Lakers player to have his jersey retired last night. Did you catch any of this, either live or the highlights this morning? Had the 10 minute or so uh, six ceremony. I was just six. Well, six minutes of his speech. That's all I watched. Oh, okay, six yeah. minutes. Great to see him. Yeah, he cleans up real nice. Great to see uh, Mark. Haven't seen Marcus Gasol in a while. I think Audrey Gasol was, was also yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. are pointing out he didn't dress up enough for some. Oh, I didn't see. <laughs> him I didn't and his see girlfriend. his girlfriend. Very casual. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it was. Uh, it was really, really nice. It was very nice, and it's nice to see Pau beside. Kobe up there as uh, the yeah. jerseys hung up there. It's so nice. And to there was see that uh, Vanessa Bryant sort of introducing the whole ceremonies. And I think there was a clip of Kobe talking about Pau Gasol's jersey one day being retired and all that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I liked that it happened. Uh, I didn't realize this, but uh, Gasol himself had asked for this night for the jersey retirement because they were playing the Grizzlies. And obviously, that's where he spent his first seven seasons in the NBA. Any thoughts on it? Uh, I thought it was cool to see. And I thought Pau summed it up perfectly. Dude's an awesome orator. He oh, said, yeah. with Kobe up there, just add something meaningful and powerful and sad and happy and painful and joyful. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Because mm-hmm. like those two are tied together more than any two players outside of Shaq and Kobe. And it's pretty close, especially the way, like, you know, Kobe was ready to leave the Lakers. They brought in Powell basically to save that relationship. It did. Kobe was really hard on Powell. It was when... Uh, Black Swan was a popular movie, remember? Oh, so he's yeah. like, I need more of that Black Swan yeah. from Powell. Powell ratcheted up his intensity as a Laker, won a couple of championships. So, yeah, it's pretty cool to see 8, 24, 16 all lined up together. Yeah. Yeah. And since we always talk about you know the negative off-court moments for players, the positive on-court moments, or off-court moments we should talk about as well. Pau Gasol is truly a part of Kobe Bryant's family's life. Like no fake stuff. Like he yeah. he is an uncle uh, to Vanessa and, and their children, and that is very very meaningful. That's the meaningful stuff. Uh, and also, I'm sure meaningful was Anthony Davis watching Pau Gasol have his number retired. Mm. You can see the likeness Ooh. right there to being you know a one one a to a, a championship with uh, with LeBron, just like Pau was with Kobe. Sometimes being the best player out there, yeah. uh, despite not having to take the shots. And I and I thought of that, and then. He basically said he said that post game. I, I didn't realize that till we were on here. He told the athletic basically that, like I saw that, I want that, I want to be part of that. And how could he lose on this night? And I thought that's why he took over in the fourth quarter. Really, he was the best player out there. Yeah, let's talk about that game a little bit. Thirty point, uh, twenty two rebound game. That's a lot of roast beef there from <laughs> AD to uh, get the Lakers the win and move them into the ninth seed. And uh, also, Kings fans are happy because they're up into the second seed after the Grizzlies <laughs> lost. Like that motherfucking beam, uh, but. Lakers' big run down the stretch. This was a close game, and uh, AD did sort of have a have a takeover game here, which he's stringing together. Even with like uh, the, old, the old nose was a mess last night. Watch you your know, nose, plugged buddy. up and bandaged mm-hmm. up. But um, this is what everybody was saying: like needs to happen for the Lakers to get into the play-in, or maybe even get into the actual playoffs. When LeBron went down with the injury, AD, you got to carry the team. You need thirty and twenties, or at least thirty and fifteens, and he's stringing them together here. 
Also, you look at the Grizzlies team, no Steven Adams, uh, Brandon Clark is gone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a little light in the front court. So you love to look at an Anthony Davis shot chart and it's everything in the paint. He was one for two from three, took a couple of other jumpers. But basically, this was big man basketball from Anthony Davis. Really helped keep Memphis off the offensive boards. They only scored 50 points in the paint. They averaged 58, best in the league. So I thought that was really impressive. Uh, From Davis, because this is what people wanted, he had to carry the team while LeBron was out if they were going to have a chance of making it back to the play-in tournament, which they finally are now. They're up under nine, which is cool for them. Also, tip of the cap, I think, to Dennis Schroeder and Austin Reeves. Both of these guys have stepped up with LeBron out, with D'Lo out. There are more possessions. We're actually seeing, like, Austin Reeves handling the ball. He's making plays, not just finishing plays, though he did that, too. He had six in the fourth quarter. Schroeder had four. Those two guys, a little bit of unsung heroes, I think, for the Lakers so far this season. Yeah, those two dudes. And Troy Brown hit a huge three, has become uh, a very capable player. One of those guys, like sort of Lonnie Walker, the Damian Jones guys that they added at the beginning of the season, I thought, are they going to contribute? Uh, Troy Brown has definitely grown into the player that they want him to be. I say all those names. It's hard not to cheer for these Lakers. What? Even, even though I know, I know everybody wants to hate on the Los Angeles Lakers, but it's hard not to cheer for them uh, at times. Anthony Davis fighting through the nose injury, all these guys working together. And <laughs> you never hear that very often. No, you don't hear that very <laughs> like often. Fighting through, fighting the, through, the, nose. through the nose There's injury. a lot of nose, nose injuries injury. in the NBA last yeah. night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we caught him live on playback. <laughs> Played it back. I will let play that nose injury back. Maybe we'll play it back in, a, in an upcoming short. Uh, but uh, all that to say, the Los Angeles Lakers, I can't even believe this. I was just checking as you guys were talking to make sure this is true. They're in the top 10 for the first time this season. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. For 66 <laughs> games, it took them to be in the top 10 of the Western Conference. And here they are in a battle. Uh, uh, got, we got to talk about Golden uh, I'm sorry, Memphis, just real quick. Obviously, no Stephen Adams, the big ball problems there. They, they they got some issues. That's why Anthony Davis was going off as well. As I, I, liked, I liked Clark. 80 going at, like, Tillman. Oh, yeah. Too yeah, small, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And, yeah. and he was scoring on him. Yeah. And Jaron Jackson Jr. is there. He's a defensive player of the year candidate, but... Not last night. No, not at all. Sorry. This dude wants his number three retired, as he told Jovan Buha. He... It will be weird to see number three up there along with those numbers right now when you think about it, but who the heck knows. Speaking of three, the Grizzlies' last three fourth quarters, they got outscored by the Lakers 24-9 in the last eight minutes, outscored by the Clippers 28-8 over the last nine minutes, and outscored by the Nuggets 33-17 over the last 12 minutes. Hmm. That from our uh, friend Fast Break Breakfast. That is their problem. Pre-Morant, post-Morant, they have problems scoring in the fourth quarter. Moran out for two of those games. You know, he has sat out his de facto suspension. It sure seems like it's going to be longer. Like He won't be playing against the Golden State Warriors. But they don't have creators. I look back to the beginning of the season. Desmond Bain was hot. He was scoring 10 points for in every fourth quarter before his injury. He is the guy. He is the X Factor. He is everything to me. He's got to be more of a, a creator. But that is their problem. They don't have a great offense. John Morant or not, and so that's why it's difficult to take them very seriously as a contender. And so John Moran has missed the last two Grizzlies games. That's what we were originally told the suspension, non-suspension, whatever we were calling that damn thing uh, was. It was going to be two games, but then we've heard uh, Taylor Jenkins say it's indefinitely, I guess, that he's going to be out. Like, I guess my point is, is John Moran back for the next Grizzlies game? Doesn't Doesn't feel feel like like it. it. Mm -mm. No. 
Um, so not good news for Grizzlies fans here, and especially on top of that with the injury to Brandon Clark. I mean, Dylan Brooks, he had missed last game with the 16 techs. They may have been better off with him missing last night's game. I mean, it was a 5-17 for 17 Dylan Brooks type of game last night. Uh, which 3 he's, for 10 for he's, 3. He's got in the bag for sure. Uh, but they're going to need him, and uh, we'll see moving forward. But the Kings, yeah, up to the second seed. Unbelievable stuff. Okay, we're going to take a break. I promise you when we come back, we're going to talk about a lot of the other games from last night, so don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, still here in the Classic Factory. We're still real. If you're joining us live, hit that like button. Do us a favor. Okay, the other Western Conference wins last night. We had SGA and Josh Giddy with the 17 points, a career-high 17 assists, and 11 rebounds. Help the Thunder get past the Warriors, who continue to struggle on the road. So that was a big game for OKC, staying in the play-in race, obviously hurting the Warriors there in the standings a bit. And then we had Kyrie Irving. He had an awesome late run. Help push the Mavericks past the Jazz 120-116. to 116. You called that one on playback, TK. We were watching a bit of that early game. You said, I will guarantee you this game comes down to the final couple possessions. Basically did, Always. and the Mavs get it done. Um, so thoughts on either of those games or both of those games, and then we can get to the West standings. What do you think, Tess? Well, let's just start with the Warriors' thunder. The Warriors can't stop anybody. Uh, it is wild. They've lost seven straight road games. And I know we've been talking about their road record all year long. Now 7-25 and 25 on the season. They give up 137 points. I just find it a little surprising that Steve Kerr is saying, small ball's winning us this thing. Kevon Looney's staying on the bench, coming in as a backup center. And they are going with Kuminga in the starting lineup right now while Andrew Wiggins is out with a family issue. And then whoever else to play along Draymond Green, they really can't stop anybody. They're waiting for Gary Payton II to come back. Uh, because who I, I just wonder in, in the end who is going to be the guy besides Steph Clay Wiggins and Draymond Green as the as the other defensive player mm. are they going to play Kaminga are they going to play Gary Payton the second they can't they can't do the pool thing can they because they really can't stop anyone and I bring that up because this is the time of year and this is the type of team that knows how to turn it on for the postseason and they're just not getting reps together. So that's the worrisome part for them. Great that Shea is back, you know, second game back, getting those reps. We thought maybe, maybe he's going to sit out. Nah, they're going for it. Yeah. Uh, they want to win it. And Giddy had a great game. Giddy is um, he's just a really good basketball player. He's not the Giddy, Giddy, Giddy. As Wally Zerbiak said, he is uh, just a very, very <laughs> solid guy growing in every part of the game. He had a, a, a monstrous game. But it helps when the Warriors really just no no resistance. On ball, off ball, some weird turnovers. Draymond Green turning his back on Jordan Poole <laughs> mid-play. Jordan Poole's done it again. Remember he got Steph Curry tossed earlier this season because he didn't pass him the ball, and now he got Draymond Green all pissed off <laughs> that he's turning right. his back on the play. He's going to stay on the bench, I, I think, I think, and be the sixth man. 
but they have things to figure out. That's why I bring it up because people, you know, you talked about the Kings in the second seed. It still feels like the Nuggets, for sure, the number one team. The Suns are right there. But the Warriors still have the the playoff pedigree, but they only got 16 games left to get it going. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on uh, either of those two games, uh, the Mavs one included? Just that that's a really, really bad Warriors loss. Steph Curry had 40 and made 10 threes, yeah. and they lost that game. <laughs> Been struggling on the road for the entire season. They got to win that one. I'm with Tass. I thought no Wiggins was a huge problem because the Thunder in particular have pretty good size on the perimeter with SGA and Giddy. Giddy in the fourth quarter in complete control. I thought six points, five assists. Kind of whenever they needed a basket, it felt like Golden State was making a run. Just a little floater. So, really steadying presence from him. Um, they just think that Wiggins comes back and kind of solves things, along with Gary Payton the second. Yeah. But Wiggins has been out for a month almost uh, with the the family issue. And it's a it's – a, I, I just don't concerning. know. When that, it is concerning, for sure. Kaminga's been playing pretty well, yeah. though, I do think. Uh, so, that's – encouraging going forward that he'll probably be in the playoff rotation uh but they need all their guys back basically right now so they can try and get a little bit of chemistry going into the playoffs i also saw a guy named rex farmer make it a twenty thousand dollar half court shot (laughs) rex farmer that was a great name yeah 20k very good he's not a player just so everybody knows rex (laughs) farmer he didn't say he's gonna buy season tickets Yes, with a part yeah, of it. Respect yeah. to that. I think you have to say that. If you make a $20,000 half-court shot, yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to reinvest it in the team. Uh, as for the Mavs, they lose that game a month ago, I think, mm. before the Kyrie Irving trade. Look at Luka in the fourth quarter. Zero points, one assist, 0 for 2. But it was Kyrie takeover mode. Yeah. 17 in the fourth, 4 or 5 from the field, 8 of 8 at the line, 3 assists. And then you got to give a little bit of a shout-out to Tim Hardaway Jr. He's averaging 18 points per game, shooting 55 from the field, 63 since the All-Star break. They need shooting in Dallas. Somebody's got to hit threes. That's how they get into these games that always come down to the last couple possessions. <laughs> but nice win for Dallas. Uh, let's take a look at the, the Western Conference standings if you want to throw those up, J.D., because I think after last night's action, it's it's crazy that between the Mavericks at the five seed right now and, you know, the the I guess let's just say the Blazers there at the 12th seed, it's, it's two and a half – it's two games in the loss column, I guess is the one way to look at it. Between 5th and 12th, two games in the loss column. This this is going like this yeah. is going to be a wild ride here down this stretch where all these teams play each other still and just the 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 bouncing around between like one minute you're like, you know, you know, in the playoffs and the next minute you're like completely out of the play-in. That's that's wild. Like you can just skip over in the entire play-in Matt, if you lose two in a row or something. Yeah. This is when Matt Moore thrives yeah. at HP Basketball. I have a hard time keeping track of tiebreakers. Tie <laughs> yeah, <he is> <laughs> it feels it. like tiebreakers are going to be incredibly important in the Western Conference this year. When we talk about the Eastern Conference, we say, oh, it's great that the play-in tournament's there. We have Raptors to cheer for. We have Bulls to cheer for because they're nowhere near the top six. But in this scenario in the Western Conference, all these teams – going even to 13 with the Jazz, they could be fighting for every single play, real playoffs. Yeah. And yeah. so it would be, it would probably be even a little bit more entertaining. Like th- this is one year where you don't need the play-in tournament in the Western Conference, but the Jazz, I think, are the one team, I think they will join sort of the teams like the Spurs and the Rockets, nowhere close to the record, but a team that does fall out, even though they take the Mavs to the buzzer. You want to talk about names. Johnny Juzang, was playing for the Utah Jazz last night. Mm, nice. Johnny Juzang, a rookie from UCLA. 
they're playing guys so deep. It's amazing how they fight till the last minute. I, I keep on saying that they're going to fall out, but who knows? Who knows with this team? Anyways, great ball, 1 through 13 in the Western Conference. Uh, let's move over to the East. We have the Bucks. Uh, shorthanded, beating the Magic 134-123. They're 18th win in 19 games. We had Daniel Gafford with the putback, giving the Wizards 119-117 victory over the Pistons. We caught the end of that one on playback last night together. Uh, the Hornets snapped the Knicks' nine-game win streak with a 112-105 victory. And Mikel Bridges puts up another 30 as the, Net beat, the Nets beat the Rockets for their third straight victory. Uh, which one do you want to start with there, TK, from the Eastern Conference games? Uh, I don't have much on the Bucks. Most important thing to me, first start for Chris Middleton. Since the middle of December, he went for 24 points, 11 assists, 5 for 9 from the field. 24 points on 9 field goal attempts, pretty good. 13 to 14 at the line, and he played 30 minutes. Yeah. Bud basically said, we're trying to ramp up his minutes, so he'll be good to go uh, for the playoffs. And obviously Middleton is a hugely important player Mm -hmm. for them. We just saw James Harden roasting him time and time again uh, in the loss to the Sixers. So they need him. They're on offense, and they need his quickness on defense. Uh, the Wizards game was pretty hilarious. We had Kyle Kuzma celebrating a missed three-pointer that he would have easily had the rebound from in the <laughs> corner. We had Brad Beal cooking in the fourth quarter, went for eight points, four of six from the field. We had a hilarious string of bad luck possessions for Denny Avdia that we will hopefully turn into a short a little bit later today. <laughs> and then we had a great performance from Isaiah Livers as the tank commander in Detroit last night. He got roasted by Beal for the game uh, for the game tying layup. Not much defense. Basically, just turns like, "Hey, right this way to the rim." Then an immediate turnover on the very next possession. I couldn't believe that Jaden Ivey didn't get the ball. The guy had 14 points in the fourth quarter. He was on a roll uh, in the fourth. I thought Dwayne should have went to Ivey there, went to Livers, and he delivered the loss. (laughs) Yeah, Kuz with the big strip there, right? Yep. Underneath the rim. And then then a weird ending where – was it an air ball at the – that Gafford – I think it was an air – yeah, maybe it hit the far side of the rim, but on Beal's floater. Overshot it for sure. Gafford in the perfect position mm. uh, to tip it in. Taped it all together. <laughs> uh, yeah, just talking about the Knicks. Nine-game losing streak, uh, or nine-game winning streak snapped by the Hornets. The Hornets, as, as we were watching, that was their NBA Finals, baby. They were in Madison Square yeah. Garden, hamming it up. Their three stars in Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, and Kelly Oubre, 23-plus, and Kelly Oubre kissing everybody in the crowd, blowing felt kisses. like every shot he made, he was blowing kisses. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> he definitely was. Yeah, as Trey said, one of the best celebrators in the game. I mean, he does it you know, pretty elegantly. It's not like a, it's not, not an a-hole. Uh, yeah, it's nice. Uh, 10, for, 10 to 17 for him. But, yeah, they were celebrating like crazy. No Jalen Brunson, and it's okay for the Knicks to lose a game after that the double OT game against the Celtics. That that to take yeah, I it really the Hornets won their NBA Finals. That's really you all I want to take. That for was sure. Then they're last done. Night. We'll see next next game what they do. Mm. Some bad shooting nights, I assume. Uh, yeah, let's take a look at the East standings then, real quick. Did it for the West. Why not for the East? You see the breakdown here. The Hawks got two games starting tonight in Washington. Uh, they lost both of them to the Heat. I uh, had set that up uh, recently where they had this weird schedule, like uh, two games in Miami and then two games in Washington. So not off to a great start for the Hawks, uh, but we'll see if they can bounce back there. But it's pretty tight. Bulls and Pacers, of course, still alive. 
but <laughs> oh, you, not a lot of confidence there from you, TK. Gave me a bit of a brush off. You I don't mean, think ma- so? math-wise, still alive. Math-wise, yeah. Okay. You think these are going to be? You think those ten teams above that final line are going to be the ten teams in the playoff slash plan? <laughs> not get my hopes up, okay. Skeets. I don't okay. want to be crushed missing out on the tenth seed. Well, there's a lot of basketball. <laughs> yeah. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, let's yeah, get to uh, pick'em results from last night. Sixers-Wolves was the game. Some of us thought this was going to be a schedule loss for, for Philadelphia, but Trey took him anyway, and he got the victory. 4-1 and one, this guy. I'm 1-4. and four. You're 2-3, and three, so not a good month here. No. I am on a brutal run right now. <laughs> so I hope you're making money uh, fading my picks. What's tonight's game? I faded tonight as well. I just I'm going for the loser. I feel like the cat. I don't like the basketball the Cavs are playing. They're going into Miami as a two and a half point favorite. I know they're the better team, but it doesn't feel like they should be the favorite either way. I'm just riding with them to win by three or more. You guys are taking Miami, which is the smart pick. It's the Kevin Love Bowl, released oh. recently by the Cavs. Hopefully, we'll be playing tonight for the Heat. Missed their last game, questionable as of an hour ago with the old rib injury. These heats. Will this, these heats turn it on at some point? Sometimes on, sometimes off. We forgot to mention uh, Jimmy Butler flying uh, across the country to surprise Pau Gasol last night. Was he was a there. Nice little moment that they, uh, I think McMenamin caught on camera. Um, do you think every flight he's on, he's drinking uh, Michelob Ultras and, and singing along and dancing in the aisles? It's an easy flight. Got to be on his rider. <laughs> it has to be, I agree. Uh, so, yeah, okay. Trey and I have uh, Miami to uh, play with some points there as two and a half dogs at home. Good luck. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet. I'm hungry. Well, first, let me uh, give a shout out to uh, Q Rich, Darius Miles, the old Knucklehead podcast. Great conversation. I had this basketball tweet first, but I decided to go away from it. They had Tyrese Halliburton on, and Tyrese Halliburton talked about 
practicing for the three-point contest. Hmm. And you don't, you don't often hear about players and their discussions regarding that. So go listen to that conversation. He said he practiced Thursday, Friday. I think he, I think he practiced Saturday as well before, and he never had a round lower than something like 30, came out with a 31 in the first round and then fell apart in the second round. Uh, so it was just really, really fun uh, to listen to that. Aside from that, let's talk Nuggets. Uh, uh, Benjamin Hawkman with this tweet. You get an hour. Unlimited McNuggets. Interesting. Specific Nuggets. McNuggets. Yeah. How many can you eat? Trey, we can start with you because you've had the experience on our show previously, the starters. It was a pick and payoff. You had half an hour. Take us through the experience. What have you learned? What would you do going forward? Um, my strategy when I did it, it was a half-hour show. I ended up eating 69 of them, and I think I ate like wow. 40 in the first block. Yeah, you went hard. Uh, I went early. as hard as possible. So 40 in the first 10 minutes or so. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was crushing them as hard as I could. <laughs> and then I don't know if it was because I was crushing them that hard or just the fact that I'd eaten a lot at that point. <laughs> I've definitely slowed down, so I'm like, I don't think my peak is going to be that much higher. Like 69 and a half an hour, you would think, okay, maybe that put you on pace for 100. But I think it's more like 80 because mm. I was I was struggling yeah. by the end of Were it. Were you saucing them up? Early sauce. Yeah, I mean, yeah. an occasional sauce. You need it for the lubrication I agree. more than anything. Oh, I, I would be, yeah. <laughs> well, were you but drinking- I feel like 80 would be my goal for an hour. Okay. Yeah. And you would just pace it a little bit more? I would try and pace it a little bit more, <laughs> but I still want to air with more early because it gets so much harder. At yeah. The end. Yeah. Um, you're drinking water, right? I don't know, man. It's all wow. a, it's all I, a few. I can't remember point. either. I had to be drinking something. You must have had water. Yeah, probably had yeah. water. We had well, those giant starters mugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> only one mug of water, but 69 nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quick math. I guess you were going four per minute for the first 10 minutes and then one and a half or yeah one and a half yeah. per minute for the last 20 minutes so maybe slow down you're a nugget connoisseur yeah i've said before if like i were to ever do or at least be able to compete in any food eating challenge it would be nuggets mm. take on the chest like i don't know if i could do 80 i, I would love to to throw down with you one day and some <laughs> sweet and sour packs but uh this would be my best like event <laughs> in the food eating uh, world but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you were some of you came to that party we had, a Super Bowl party, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where uh, our guy Jared brought like I don't know, he brought like over a hundred nuggets. Over a hundred, yeah. Uh, now we were all eating them, but everybody then left, and I just kept eating them like a sad sack of shit. Uh, <laughs> but I can take them down. That's the, I, I love. Look, I had McNuggets yesterday. All right. In fact, I'll tell you what, McDonald's. Stop saying I'll see you tomorrow when I go through Oof. the drive-through. You're not going to see me tomorrow. I come once every two weeks. But, man, they do that. And I'm like, damn, am I going to be back here tomorrow? <laughs> Slick. Uh, but, yeah, I, I can – I don't know. I don't know. 80 – I don't know if I could hit 80. I'm a, I'm a smaller man. <laughs> yeah. But, but you'd go again, the sauce route. I wonder if oh, the sauce – Oh, I would sauce it up. Yeah, I'm a sauce guy. <laughs> I know you're a sauce, a sauce guy. guy. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is a competition. Yeah, Maybe water's the way to go. No way. First off, water. <laughs> no thanks. Give me crab juice. Uh, yeah, I would sauce it up, and I'm a sweet and sour sauce guy. But I'm, I, could, sauce. I could work with barbecue. I can work with honey mustard. Uh, what's the other one? Ranch. Sure. Do they do buffalo at McDonald's? They do. Uh, I think yeah. they got a lot of sauce yeah. at this point. Yeah, you can't. You, you can't be a fast food 
joint without buffalo sauce these days. <laughs> they used to not have it. So how sure. would you do? Uh, I would guess. I think I could. It depends on the day, you know. <laughs> Uh, oh, you're, you're prepping. You're prepping for it. I, I, I want, yeah, prep, I would prep for it, like Tyrese Halliburton for the three-point contest. Right. I won the poutine eating contest back in Toronto in the uh, the 2016 All Star Game. It's also speed oriented, right? Yeah. Well, these are two different things. I would. I'm looking at. One <laughs> there, is, there was a speed. One component. is take it down as fast as you can. Yes. And then this is more of a <laughs> okay. how much can you pack away? <laughs> but go, well, you it has to you be in a reasonable. It has to be in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, it was. I, we yeah, did yeah. We didn't put a, a time limit on this, but it's not like a 24 hour competition here. No, there is it's a, a time one hour. Limit. One hour. Yeah, it's an hour. <laughs> this is a timed competition. You get an hour. Yeah. That's right, Benjamin Hockey. Thank you. I had totally forgotten about that. So, What was his answer? Did he follow up? Did he? I don't know. I didn't follow up on the follow-up. Because that sounds like a tweet that you say, you throw out there, and then you follow up with, like, because I could do 200. You know? Like, some, like a hell of a brag. 60 minutes. You could do eight. You did sixty nine in thirty minutes. He does but follow he, up, actually. Okay. He does. Yeah, he says, "I think I could do fifty. Uh, I could do fifty. Anybody could do fifty. Anybody please. can do fifty. <laughs> One hour. Yeah, I, 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 could, I agree. I've done fifty. <laughs> I'm not Anybody proud of it. But, uh, Anybody. All right. Well, <laughs> the next the next tweet is nuggets from where Ben? Nuggets from where? It's right it in says the tweet. Mick nuggets. Mick nuggets. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. You were, you were so that's a Brady nugget. That's a Brady nugget. You took down that poutine. The, the hardest part of the poutine was it was hot. Yeah, yeah. That was that hot. Was, that was the gravy hot. was hot. <laughs> Piping hot. See, I was using water. I was drinking water. What? Cooled it down. I don't think anybody else no, was I drinking didn't, water. Sure. I was just drinking boiling gravy. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was, was good. <laughs> was All right, hot. people want to know. Here, rank, rank the sauces. Six main sauces. All right. At McDonald's. Tangy barbecue sauce, spicy buffalo, creamy ranch, honey mustard sauce. Honey and sweet and sour sauce. Oh, okay. The uh, sweet and sour is number one. Yeah. Number one. Me too. Yeah. Oh, and it's nice. not even close. Yeah. It's I, the only sauce, really. The only sauce. I, preach. That's it. <laughs> the honey mustard looks all right here. I'm seeing some grains. Some <laughs> yeah, grains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got a fleck of color in there for sure. <laughs> I like I like a honey mustard. I don't think I've ever had the McDonald's honey mustard. Yeah, I but agree. It was a, a late addition. To the sauce, yeah. I don't think I have. I forgot about honey. You're, I didn't oh, say yeah, that. Was Just a, a straight a honey. That's, yeah, that's some sweet in a packet usually. <laughs> Not a dipper. Those were the <laughs> yeah, two originals. Sweet and sour and honey, I think, are the originals. Yeah, I give guy give love to barbecue. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. been putting in work for I, years. See, but my problem when I do uh, have a, a nugget in a in a McDonald's barbecue sauce, it's like it's not great barbecue sauce. There's so no, many no, other no, barbecue great, sauce yeah. I'd rather be dipping it in. Have you ever gone off the grid like Sweet Baby Ray's? You know, like, Travel oh, they forgot my sauce. And then you use. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the Polynesian sauce at uh, Chick-fil-A's. Ooh, yeah. I bought the bottle of it oh, at the grocery store. I didn't make it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Publix sells them. So yeah. good. I mean, it's similar to sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. But. I think you could eat more Chick-fil-A nuggets. Smaller. They're smaller. smaller. Much, yeah. much smaller. Yeah. The, the more breading. chicken. It more almost, chicken. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. The breading. Yeah. yeah less breading. I don't know. I don't know if I could. Even though they're smaller. That's uh, oh, mental, huh? Yeah, it's mental. <laughs> You're done. Like, I've been putting it. Like, putting oh, it you guys work. know. I don't know. Like, I, I've never eaten a burger from McDonald's. 
That's crazy. Never. Man. That's crazy. Get out I'm of all, here. Never. You're not one of the billions, sir. <laughs> like, this man, is why I, I'm confident about my McNugget eating ability. Even, I have never eaten, had a Big Mac. No. Never. Ever. In your life. Ever. My order at wow. McDonald's for the since I've been going as a child has been McNuggets. Love them. That's never thought I'm gonna I'm gonna just try a burger here once. <laughs> no, because I love McNuggets. I, you, I told you guys crazy, when we moved bro. to the states, I was pumped because we could finally get ten McNuggets yeah. instead of six. Yeah. In Canada, mm. oh, and like six, not enough. Right. Ten. Maybe Perfect. maybe McDonald's is trying to get you in with the new chicken Big Mac. Just to change it, put something out on their is menu. That, is that yeah. coming to American? Uh, I saw it. It's in Canada, It's in right? Canada. Oh, yeah. It's so Canada. weird when there's things in Canada that aren't in the U.S. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Ever yeah. have a McLobster? You can get that in uh, Nova Scotia. I've never have had you? that. No. You never even it. tried it out of curiosity? I, actually, I don't think I've ever been there when it's it's like a McRib. It only comes oh, around every once yeah, in a while. People talk about it. Also, I'm like you. I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not deviating from my order. Right. What's your order? What's your go-to McDonald's order? I like a Big Mac. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But I, I've had nuggets. I'll mix it. <laughs> Don't, <laughs> Don't say I've had, had a quarter. Don't say I haven't had nuggets. Don't say you had. Oh, they, were, they were smart when they did the uh, daily like sandwich meal. Like Fridays were fish fillet. You know? Like, so you, <laughs> you like it that? encourages. Yeah, sure. That's why they say see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get this thing. See you, see you on fish fillet Friday. <laughs> I really don't like when they say that to me. <laughs> like, oh, I shouldn't be here to begin with. Don't say you're going to see me tomorrow. Uh, all right. We will see you tomorrow, though. How do you like that? Segway. I did like that. But tonight, you got to check out ESPN Plus. Tass and Trey doing the sideline reporting for the Skyhawks G League game. Uh, G League Ignite, excuse me, game. Uh, it's on ESPN Plus. If you're in Atlanta, you can watch it on Peachtree. 7 o'clock. So uh, make sure you check out the guys. Support the guys there tonight. You know, get your tweets off about these guys. <laughs> tweet the Skyhawks. Tweet the Ignite. Tweet the G League. These guys. Tweet the NBA. Tweet Gatorade. Who else? Tweet McDonald's while we're at it, I guess. <laughs> Give him enough uh, free publicity here today. Uh, but yeah, that's tonight. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. Appreciate you joining us here today. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. If you're a Survivor fan, that's also on tonight. I hope you guys have your hits early in this game because I got Survivor starting at 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> might be dipping off. Uh, but we'll whoa, be back. whoa, whoa. Major news here. What do we got? This is from uh, at Sports Report on Twitter. The Hawks announced that Trey Kirby and Tass Mellis from the No Dogs podcast will be on the broadcast for their G League affiliate tonight on ESPN+. Jeez. That's exciting, man. You guys are in a, a, a press, press release? release. Yeah. That's, oh. You guys are big deals, man. Oh. It should be. Uh, cool. What the hell was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Survivor. That's on tonight, and if you're a Survivor fan, we do our own podcast about that show. It's called No Buffs. It's up on YouTube. It has its own podcast feed, and we'll be doing that tomorrow afternoon. But anyway, we'll see you here tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, like they say at McDonald's and Applebee's, (laughs) see you tomorrow. Race the day, people.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.